Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Midfly Brawl brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal. Heaps Normal, beer without the hangover. It's a non-alcoholic beer. It's fucking delicious. And they're supporting us. They're keeping the lights on here. Yes. At MFB HQ, aren't they, Hickey? They sure are. I took a heaps normal down to the playground and uh, just sat by the swings, cracking them. Had two, one in each pocket, cracked them, people looking at me. Someone worked up the balls to say something, told them to get fucked. But then I didn't have any kids there. My kids are too old for the playground, so <laughs> there's that as well. But just proving my point. Looking sus. Yeah. But you were looking sus responsibly. I like that. I actually... They sell them at a at a supermarket near my joint, and Charlie and I just grabbed the four pack off the shelf, and we just had two cans each while we're walking around doing the shop. Nice, yeah. Then at the end, just put the empties on the table, paid for the four pack, the checkout at the end. <laughs> so you can be scummy, but you're not doing anything illegal. So no, it's great. I I had a four pack waiting in line for a COVID test in the drive through COVID test the other day. Great. I shotgun six of them at the beach. <laughs> <laughs> Before a life-saving comp, which is what I assume you're doing on the beach up there. Yeah. With your nice weather and your waves. Yeah. Your fucking dogs. Well, get on it. Heapsnormal.com. As I said, beer without the hangover. It's bloody delicious. It's an XPA. It's beautiful drop. Uh, heapsnormal.com and chuck in the code duty free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. Thanks again for getting on board, Heaps Normal. And thanks to everybody that's let us know that they've picked up some. We do appreciate it because they are our first sponsors, Heggy. Yes, need them badly. Thanks, lads. <laughs> hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggy. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-Air Madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-Air Brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gold Coast. At LAX, thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that started the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Midflight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now, and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate, on this week of weeks? Oh, mate, just another cold, wet, shit day in Melbourne in a lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good thing your television works. You can see what's happening in Townsville tomorrow night. <laughs> recording on Tuesday, obviously, so it's happened already. Very, very excited for tomorrow night. It is, obviously. We're recording on a Tuesday. This comes out Thursday, but I assume Wednesday night it'll just be the same. The one place you don't want a Queenslander is with his back to the wall. State of origin 
state versus state, mate versus mate. I've actually taught my little mate, my two-and-a-half-year-old son, Charlie, I taught him something this week. State of Origin game one next week. Can you do a big Queenslander? There he is. So he's fucking fired up. Good lad. Excellent. A few heaps normals in the belly. Let's get cracking. I get around most of my life with a bit of framing on my back with some gyprock. So I've got a wall on my back all the time. <laughs> no one fucks with me as a Queenslander. Can't wait. The stud against state, mate against mate. Do you, because you grew up there, um, like you grew there, I flew there to Brisbane. Yes. Um, is there a, is there an actual feeling State of Origin week? Because you don't watch league at any other time of the year, but do you get excited for State of Origin? Yeah, I do. I mean, I used to watch a lot of league, but can't be a responsible parent and watch sport. I don't care what you fucking say. <laughs> but um, yeah, a few times a year, I get I just crank on the telly and have a watch. I'll go to the pub and watch it. But yeah, it's pretty good. Like it's the best games there are generally. Like there's, yeah, it's the best players we've got. Chuck them in. Queensland spirit versus. The New South Wales bloody silver tails. Games aren't won on paper. They're won with ticker. Queensland's got heaps of ticker. It's all spirit. By spirit, I mean Bundaberg rum. Yeah, they're running on fumes of Bundy. (laughs) So we'll see. I love that it absolutely just fucks the regular season weeks around it. You see teams that are great that have just lost all their players getting trounced by shittier teams. Yeah, they get exposed, don't they? So those captain of the B team types, those, you know those dudes who are captain of their shit team for 10 years? Yeah. They start winning mid-season. Your Balmains, your fucking Parramatters, they all start winning now. Good on them. When no one's in there. The, um, I'm going to be in Wagga myself. Oh. But a uh, friend of the show, Dane Simpson, he's bringing his laptop to the gig so we can watch it. Mate, I'll, I'll tell you what, I reckon if you're in Wagga, there's going to be no shortage of screens showing that. Even if you're in a theatre, <laughs> the even if you're in the Wagga Wagga Civic Theatre, there'll be a fucking big screen behind you yeah. showing State of Origin. <laughs> I've booked gigs before for this very night and you get there and the crowd are all like, fuck, I booked tickets for this weeks ago and I forgot it was Origin night and they take it out on you. Now, mate, I didn't make you come here. I thought this is to be theatre types who hate league. That's why you're here but not so. Well, I think I told a story last year about I had to do a, a Sydney Comedy Festival roadshow thing one year in Bundaberg and it was game one and I think they got 150 in an 800-seater or something like that. Yeah, it's an oversight. But the crowd were people that hate league, yeah. so it was fine. <laughs> yeah, good comedy people. If you ask me who do you want to perform in front of, people that hate league, purely people that hate league or purely people that love league, oh. give me the hate league any day. The haters any day of the week. Yeah. I'm happy to watch rugby league and drink with people that love league, but I don't want to perform in front of Strictly then. Yeah, there's not a lot of crossover between the arts and league. <laughs> I'll put myself in the middle. You'll probably fit in there, but not many do as fans of comedy and league. Very rarely do people have actual scarves and sports scarves. <laughs> You've only got one type of scarf in your house, <laughs> a fashion one or a fucking team one. <laughs> You do a half-half, like a crocheted on half of it, and then the other half's just bloody Queensland. A reversible? Yeah. <laughs> reversible scarf. <laughs> what have you been? Have you, have you been up to much? I've been doing a bit of tour. I just went up to Brisbane. Oh, lucky you. How'd you go? Um, yeah, all right. Got to hang out, hang out with Damien Power at Al, and uh, yeah, it was good. Had a good time, good gigs, and then came home. That was it. 
sat in a sauna for about two hours in this hotel. That was good. Hey, you really live it up on the road. Oh, yeah. I was actually telling my wife before how you, you're so accustomed to waking because you're a parent of two kids, plus you've worked on, you know, worked actual jobs where you have to get up early. Yeah. I re- there was a night during Adelaide Fringe this year, right? Well, a morning. I got up at 4.30. I'm tiptoeing around our two-bedroom apartment hoping to not wake you up. And I have a shower and get out and I go to collect my shit to go to the radio station and you just came in the front door on your little fold-up bike. Go, fuck, <laughs> yeah. get out, mate. I said, <laughs> I said, what have you been doing? And you said, fuck, karaoke. I said, you had a bit to drink? And you said, nah. I'm like, I've, I reckon you have. And then I get home from radio at 10 o'clock, slowly open the front door, think, don't want to wake him up. You're already up cooking. Yeah. Going, where have you been, you soft cop? I'm like, yeah, work. <laughs> How aren't you dead? How have you recovered so quickly? <laughs> yeah, they need four hours. If you know what you're doing. Yes, yeah, a sauna. A sauna equals four hours sleep, I reckon. Pretty much. Like one of those tanks. <laughs> one of those chairs they used to bang on about when I was a kid that we all wanted. Like there's a chair that I got told this. It's on Beyond Two Thousand or something shit. Matt like Shervington. That. So yeah. there's a chair that if you sleep in it for an hour, it's like getting eight hours sleep. Like, fuck, why doesn't everyone own one? Yeah. You get so much done. Turned out it's bullshit. <laughs> Just a Jason recliner with a bit of perspex across the fucking front. Look like the cone of silence. <laughs> A lot of shit. It's just a COVID chair now. Yeah. They've, re- they've remarketed it. <laughs> Relax in peace. All right. <laughs> Let's get stuck in, mate. Oh, mate. All right. Well, there's been a bit of bit of concern among the MFB fan ranks about uh, us running out of material, especially since you did you talked about some airlines spending alcohol services. This, this stuff, though, don't panic. It's happening faster than we can create episodes. Breakneck pace. People are sending me a few articles a week. Yeah, well, that clip that we played last week, there's been like 2,500 cases in America just this year. It's June. Yeah. We're fine. We're absolutely fine. In a thousand years, we won't catch up. As we said, as long as there's a place where humans are allowed to be human, there'll never not be fuck-ups. Oh, there will always be mid-flop brawl episodes until you ditch it because you got yourself a game show hosting job. (laughs) Mate, you are heading towards that a lot quicker than I am. You... (laughs) I'm, t- I'm telling you, two days on a job site in the middle of actual winter for you and you'll be in a blazer, guaranteed. Yeah. <laughs> Mine are all gone. Man, the alcohol thing, though, there's so many ways around that. Like not A lot of things are related to it, obviously, on planes. It's, it's, just to be a true dead shit that you are, you can just get charged before the flight, smuggle duty-free, eat those gummy things or fucking pop some prescription <laughs> pills. Do what you want. See, I'm terrified. That's why I don't even like – we've spoken about it before, spirits – yeah. Spirits can be bad because what I like about beer is you just get bloated. So if I'm really fucking bloated and it's hard to tie my shoes, I know I'm maggot. Yeah. But if you have the same amount in vodka, I'm light on my feet. I wouldn't even know anything's wrong with me. Yeah, slow and steady. Until I'm trying to pull a door off. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's got to be something about you anyway to try and pull the door off. I've been... I've been nearly unconscious from the drink before and I've never tried to do something like that. It's crazy. I've never lost control of my faculties. I've yeah. never gotten truly violent just yeah. from being drunk. Crazy. I've run and fly kicked a wheelie bin in front of my mates to make them laugh, but then I cleaned the stuff up afterwards. I felt bad. <laughs> you, know, um, you, know, you know someone who's truly unhinged, even when she's not pissed, an elected official fucking representative of us as Australians, Jackie Lambie. Oh, yeah. News recently. That was pretty good. She's great. Didn't get into the Qantas Chairman's Club. Oh. So in her words, she said, 
yeah, I blew my stack at staff. <laughs> is that politician brain snap? That's blowing a stack. She's just a fucking bev chick from Tasmania that we've elected to a public office. It's crazy. She's coming at it in her referring to pussy power and calling their boss Alan Joyce a poof. Your CEO is a poof is, uh, was the direct quote. That's not going to help. No. Jackie Lambie's more Rex Lounge, you know? Yeah, I would think so. High vis. Tasmanian senator. Come on. <laughs> you know you know she's great because, of course, doing breakfast radio, there's just screens on around the studio and I always catch her. I can't hear what she's talking about because they're on mute, but she's always on the Today Show. Oh, yeah. And there's, there's no way they're getting... <laughs> Getting politicians that know what's going on. No, you're getting Queenslanders and Tasmanians. Yeah. You don't really need to hear the words because one of the nostrils goes up a bit all the time and, <laughs> and the side of the mouth moves. Just one side moves more than the other. You go, yeah, this is a fucking Queensland issue, isn't it? <laughs> or maybe Tasmanian at a stretch. Um, turned out, though, when she blew her stack, it uh, wasn't her. Oh, no. Who was it? It was the long week in Canberra. It was the car that got in the way of her car, causing her to reverse into it. <laughs> it was also the police officer who gave her a speeding ticket when she was speeding. Long week in Canberra. Yep. Your job. So that's that. Yeah. Number one, sorted already. Number two, <laughs> yes. a car that got in my way. So I reversed into it. It's unclear to me whether it was a parked car or not, but it clearly wasn't her fault. She reversed into another car. But how do you reverse into a car that's in your way? Well. Unless she, is she doing like a born identity, like look through the back windshield, you know, kilometre and a half reverse? Maybe it was a long week of sitting in one position in a, in a comfy chair and she had a crick neck, <laughs> couldn't turn around. Next thing someone's parked a car right behind her, bang, not her fault. <laughs> And then what did the cop do? The cop gave her a speeding ticket yeah. for when she was speeding. So okay. they can do that. ACAB. Yeah. ACAB, all right. Um, there were news articles and a, uh, and a ban from Qantas for six months, but Jesus Christ. I mean, you try, you try publicly slagging off a high profile or any, for that matter, gay man and see what happens to your job. She's fine. She's, no one really gave a shit. And I think part of that is due to the fact that Alan Joyce is not exactly an honorary Australian, is he? I don't know that there could be a greedier little turd in this country than <laughs> Joyce. So everyone just goes, yeah, it's not a nice thing to say, but he is a fucking prick, so whatever. Uh, I believe last year he had some very fancy wedding, very fancy. Yeah. Well, I'm, so, I'm slightly torn here because would Alan Joyce be considered part of the evil empire known as the patriarchy? Because he's a white man, incredibly wealthy, making bank off the back of the fucking toil of the working classes. Greedy little man, and yet not straight, so he needs looking after. Yeah. He only raked in $24 million in one year. Yeah, I know. Can you tell me what the ruling is on this? Because I'm confused. You're from Melbourne. How do the wokes <laughs> react here? Because they outwardly detest capitalism and yet are pro-gay rights who identify, you know, the two camps I'd put myself in fairly firmly, but do the likes of Joyce make those who identify as left now have to make a choice or you just go, no, I don't know, don't talk about it, it's fine? Oh, yeah, it's a conundrum. He's found a nifty little loophole there. As He's found say. an excellent loophole. <laughs> He's playing a card. He's an activist, <laughs> but a fucking rich one who keeps sacking employees so he can make more money. Fucking amazing. 
That must blow their minds down there. You reckon he's got the Julians, the shoe lifts? <laughs> if he does, they're not working. He needs to go and model up. <laughs> <laughs> Was it the Julians? What were they called? I don't know. I can't remember what they're yeah. called. Drive past the billboard again. Get the name for me. <laughs> I'm going to get someone to Photoshop you onto it. Currently on lockdown in Melbourne, surely that is one of the reasons to go further than five kilometres from your home. Is to- Research. <laughs> I've got to find out the shoe lift company. <laughs> get me a pair of Julians. <laughs> Julians wouldn't be flying off the shelf at the moment, would they? It's easy to trick a woman to thinking you're tall on Zoom. <laughs> a bit harder in real life for those blind dates. When you just sit there and piss your pants because you don't want to get up. My son Charlie's been a little bit crook. He's got some like toddler asthma, oh. and uh, they had to give him these little this little steroid mix, which I thought was great. Anyway, yeah, whatever, do what you have to do. But then they said there's alternative medication that could help him more, but it may stunt his growth. And I was like, keep giving him roids. Don't make him short. Do roids not stunt your growth? <laughs> no, I don't know. Whatever this other thing was, it said it could stunt your growth. Yeah. And said, we do not need a, another short bloke getting around. Oh, the world doesn't need any more. There are more than enough. I'm five, ten and a half, and I cop it. Yeah. <laughs> Which, and by that, I mean 6'3 on Google. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, how's your Wikipedia page coming along? You could really put in a six foot three thing on that. Mate, shout out to everyone who had a crack. Um, good news, though, we've got an insider, our sound man. Yeah. Rad. Yeah, he was doing something at my old uh, at my old school. People um, people got on the Westbourne, or as you say, the Westboro Baptist, the Westbourne Grammar School Wikipedia page uh, to add me in, notable alumni. Yeah, but it kept getting rejected. Some are nicer than others, uh, but I did get sent screenshots of all of the attempts. I do appreciate it. But who's tracking that? Like, there must be a huge team of people going, "Nah, I don't think so." Or yes, yeah, and to it's like, approve Wikipedia stuff. Again, I can't stress enough, a, a chick that was runner-up on The Voice Kids is in there. Yeah. I'm not one to big note, but I'm fucking better than that. Yes. Get me on that Wikipedia page. Yeah. And we should get you on your schools. I'm all right. I don't want to be on my schools one you have at to be. all, ever. Because sometimes I'm, I still get the school magazine because mum signed us up to life <laughs> membership of the old boys or something. So when I go to mum's place, there's a couple of, quarterly magazines there, mostly begging for money yeah. off the likes of me to make new buildings. Mm. But uh, it's also got the odd old boy in there with a story and I'd rather not be. Plus, I don't think they'd be that proud yeah. of the likes of me. You'd be the first old boy there not in chinos and RMs. Yeah. But I can guess all of the old boy stories, investment banker, the end. For sure. Rower, rugby player. Yeah. We're all at Ballymore every weekend, the notable ones. The cool ones aren't. They got out of that town. Um, anyway, we better get to this goddamn incident. The um, We're looking at a virgin flight on January 5, 2019 from uh, Vanuatu to Brisbane. Ooh. And um, like you say, you board a flight in Vanuatu, you've clearly been birded from a cruise ship <laughs> or you're an entertainer who's been birded off a cruise ship. That's it. Probably for fraternizing with the guests. Or maybe those less palatable yucky staff who live under the waterline send bits of money back to their villages every month, hoping that one day they'll be able to see the sky. Probably not. Or you're moving over to help the wallaby scrum. Yes. 
We've poached you. The classic Aussie move. <laughs> any any of those Micronesian <laughs> countries with the Union Jack and the flag, we'll have them. <laughs> any of them, just, just get out the white texture and colour in your stars a different fucking colour. Get over here. You're ours now. Cruise ships, though, pretty pretty grim business. I know you like them, but for me, Fuck not really off. my thing. Fuck. <laughs> hey, I believe you were the last one of us two to do a cruise ship, <laughs> which makes Was you- I? The cruise ship king. That was like 2016. You haven't been on one since then? No. All oh, right. Jesus Christ. I'll have to change that. I did uh, I did one in 2012 and a couple in, two in 2012 and a few in 20, start of 2014. Right. And I ended up getting two back to back. So I was out on the seas for about 12 days. Jesus. And even I, in 2014, with about $15,000 credit card debt and a $6,000 tax bill said, I do not need this. No. And I did but I didn't need it that bad. <laughs> yeah, no. I'll be poor for longer. <laughs> oh, I've done one once for three days. Bad time. Well, I can only imagine because you give me shit about being affable and by that you mean I, you know, say hello when I walk out. Yeah. And even they didn't like me. So I can only assume your tude doesn't fly on a cruise ship. No, doesn't. Definitely. Well, 100% of times I've done it, it didn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't mind telling me either. <laughs> for the next two days, oh. walking through thin corridors, yeah. me sucking my guts in to try to edge past these fucking enormous people. One of the cruises I did so, I fucking took it in the face so bad that the rest of the cruise um, I ate at the restaurants you had to pay for because they're empty because everyone just goes to a buffet. But when you're at a buffet, you are open for just reviews from the public. Yeah. You can take your buffet food and just go to the gym and eat it. You'd be on your own. <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't even risk going into the buffet. Yeah. So I was just eating at the <laughs> at the restaurant that you had to pay to eat at. <laughs> I blew the money I got to bomb on eating to not be told I bombed. <laughs> so I get it. <laughs> I mean, I don't foresee me ever being allowed to or wanting to do one again. But if I did, I'd, I'd wear a costume on stage, I reckon. Mm. Just so no one, then you could walk around. Yeah. Fine. Or the other way around, whatever. You already do wear a costume. Bolo tie. Uh, you've got the flower that squirts water. This is for people that haven't seen you before. Yeah. You've got the hat with the propeller. Yeah, mate. Uh, <laughs> 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 All right. Anyway, it's a bit of a quiet year, though, over at uh, Cruise Ship Death's Facebook page. What? Of which I am now a member. Oh, you got to. Gotta... Did you get through Murderpedia? No, I haven't got through Murderpedia. I'll never will. Like it's it's massive. Murderpedia is brilliant, but I only go back there a little bit. I've been a bit busy. Um, you got to scroll a fair way down to cop some grainy headshots of people who are, alas, no longer with us. And um, among them, not a lot of notable alumni, but <laughs> Jimmy Bain. You know, he's never died on a cruise ship. A renowned physicist. Uh- <laughs> Well, this bloke, right, you'd be interested to know, Jimmy Bain. Oh, do I need 68 year old. Yeah, well, there we go. Good start. 68, yeah. Yeah. 68 year old Scottish musician um, died in his cabin while on Def Leppard's Hysteria on the High Seas cruise. Ooh. Imagine Imagine a stadium rock band being relegated to cruise ships in their old age. This is how. You want to hear how it was announced? I'll tell you. This is the direct quote. 
you and Def Leppard will set sail from beautiful Miami, Florida, oh. sailing <laughs> sailing four nights on the elegant MSC Divina. Your days and nights will be filled with music, theme nights, and special events. During your Caribbean adventure, Caribbean, I beg your pardon for the Seppos, we'll be stopping at Half Moon Cay, a private island, Freeport, Bahamas, plus a full day at sea. Be prepared to get wet, wild, and ready to rock. Wow. So that's what we're looking at. Trip didn't go that well due to Jimmy, one of the support band members, uh, dropping dead of lung cancer. Didn't even know he had it. He'd been oh, so he was ignoring and niggling cough for a few decades. He was one of the entertainers. Yeah, Oof. yeah, Scottish musician on the on the cruise. Um, I tell you what, you know, if, if you don't go to a doctor, you just never get sick. But then sometimes you do. Um, that's the outcome. Plus, Joe Elliott, the lead of of Def Leppard, he was crook too. Aging rockers, not a pretty fucking sight, are they? Oh no, I don't think getting old's good for anyone. But no, these these rock and roll types, they weather badly. Eyeliner on a wrinkly face. Oh, no good. Yeah, it's an Alice Cooper look. Yeah. They will look like Alice in the end. Yeah. Weird. So, um, There's still that ACDC bloke wearing a school uniform. I know. <laughs> it's fucking it's weird. It's so weird. <laughs> he foresaw the problems. He's, he's always got that stupid little hat on because he's got the, the bald long hair. Yeah, but now he just looks like a Pajeria kid. You know the a what kid? You know Pajeria. You know the rapid aging disease. Oh, right. They look eighty five and they're ten. Yeah. It just looks like that now. Pajeria, reverse Gary Coleman. Um, the hysteria era of Def Leppard that was fucking massive, and now they're on cruise ships. Oh yeah, How's they've that? they've gone from this. Oh, hear that. Thunderous applause. Yes. They've gone from that Amazing. to... Hysteria on the high seas, Def Leppard, ladies and gentlemen. Pretty loud. Gets worse, yeah, though. Not bad. So I think we're now going to take a proper photo with all of you guys and all of Def Leppard, if that's okay. So we need to kind of bunch up and turn our backs this way. Yes. There's a Scottish muso in that. <laughs> I didn't see him. That no, was just right. the Def Leppard boys. Uh, um, along, with, along with Rick. What's his name? Rick uh, Rick Allen, the one-armed drummer. Uh, oh, is, he the, is Def Leppard, are they the ones with the plane? No. Who's that? Uh, what do you mean? They probably got a, they probably had a plane at some stage. Or is that Iron Maiden? Iron Maiden. Iron Maiden have their own plane. No, Bruce, he's a, fly, he's a pilot, yeah. yeah. The, the Iron Maiden plane. I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it, haven't you? Yeah, I saw it in Perth. Yeah, I saw it at Auckland. Def Leppard is uh, Joe Elliott. And this is one Joe Elliott story that I remember. He he, um, he upset the Canadians. Takes a fair bit. Fuck. They were, they were playing a uh, a bit of a past their prime halftime slot at, at an ice hockey match. Great. A bit like meatloaf. But NHL? Or are we talking lower than NHL? Uh, no, it was NHL. Okay. Yeah. It's like your mate Meatloaf inexplicably doing it here for the Aussie rules. Six hundred k Meatloaf got paid for that twelve minutes. What's Get that, out. Rather, is that what he got? Meatloaf, yeah. Hold on, that's why uh, the, there was a big outcry. Meatloaf didn't want to do it because he was scared of a potential thunderstorm. Hold on, some of his I've got a little fist style music videos would suggest otherwise. <laughs> Hear this. 
us. He was scared. Somehow that explained the piss poor pre-game performance. What a fuck up. So many Australians, I think this was what the outcry was about, so many Australians, musicians in Australia who'd love that gig and that money, do a top job of it at the grand final of a sport only played in this country. Get a fucking Aussie band. Well, they had the uh, Brisbane, the AFL grand final for the first time, not at the, or one of the very few times it hasn't been played at the MCG. It was held at the Gabba in Brisbane last year because of COVID. Um, And they had... Powderfinger, Wolfmother. Uh, sorry, not Powderfinger. They had Wolfmother, uh, Shepherd, a bunch of Aussie performers and bands. Right. Powderfinger didn't do it. They kept pressuring Powderfinger. Yeah. And we got to interview them and I said, mate, we, I'm a comedian and the outdoor gigs are shit. They're never good. Yeah. They're, they're never great. Would you come back for this? And he said, no, I just want to sink beers in the crowd. You go, there you go. Great. That's how you enjoy it. <laughs> Excellent. It's just a. I think since then they've probably just had Australians. They've learned from that, but it wasn't that long ago. Twenty eleven. Twenty. That's that's just how inferior Australians feel when it comes to the arts. But um, Joe Elliott though he he was at this uh this game. I think it was a big game. Might have been a grand final. I don't know. I don't give a shit. But <laughs> a motorbike came over and handed him the Stanley Cup. Great. Which is what. Why is the vehicle such a big deal for this stuff? Just fucking skate the thing over to him. Why do they need a motorbike on the ice to do that? It's always like this. They always do this shit for delivering stuff. Get on the Zamboni machine. Do a bit of cleaning up while you're out there. Well, they could do anything, but they always choose something fucking weird, don't they? Like, oh, you've got to, should have a Sherman tank come flying out of the tunnel, knock over <laughs> some dominoes, that'll light a fire. An archer's going to ignite the tip of his arrow from that and launch it in the arsehole of a fucking pig. Standing 30 metres away, that pig's going to run to the halfway line where a man with a fire extinguisher will put the pig's ass out and turn the cooked rectum into a fortune cookie and <laughs> extract the information from that and then whisper the winner of the singing competition at a fucking compare. <laughs> just just hand over the piece of paper. Yeah, no or need just for give the, them the fucking Stanley Cup. No need for this dead shit's mouse trap, you know. Yeah, I know. In, um, <laughs> in, in Queensland, the uh, – Spiritual home of mateship, Queenslander, yeah. and your actual home. Yeah, they used to, <laughs> they used to have a, a boy used to run a bucket of sand out to a player to, to kick a penalty or a conversion at, at the rugby. Yeah, like the not the rugby league, the rugby, and then then they replaced that bucket of sand with a kicking tee, and then they replaced the boy with a dog, <laughs> and then then I think, and, and then I'm, that dog. One Australia's got talent, probably. Well, I'm, I'm sure some <laughs> Queensland rugby fan will correct me on this, but I, th- I think the dog didn't work out because the crowd were getting him too excited. Great. And because it's rugby, I think the crowd noise is just a stockbroker and Rose Egg clearing his fucking throat. <laughs> but uh, the dog couldn't handle it. So they went back to the boy, I think. I don't know. <laughs> the, the pop. The pop of the cork out of a Shiraz <laughs> bottle at the bar. <laughs> Dog's a bit skittish. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Somebody's opening a Penfold's Grange. Yeah. <laughs> at least I, I prefer the buck. I think the horse's name is Buck or whatever, the horse at the Broncos games that runs oh, yeah. laps when they score a try. Yeah. That horse probably got very fat the last few years. It's doing fuck all laps. Yeah. They are shit house. <laughs> well, they nearly killed one 
on the first the Broncos' first ever match, they scored nearly fifty points against Manly, and Just the poor horse it. had to do a fucking lap of the stadium. Oh, did about twelve laps, <laughs> nearly killed the horse. Wasn't much. Should have had a Clydesdale. Um, so Joe Elliott, anyway, lead singer Def Leppard, he's gotten the illustrious Stanley Cup, and he's placed it on the table upside down. Jesus, easy mistake as it turns out because. Unusually for a trophy, it's bigger at the bottom than the top. Yeah. And um, they got upset and he took a who gives a shit attitude and they didn't like it. It's a boot respect. Apologize, Joe. He said, nah, <laughs> fucking grow up, Canada. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's upside down, eh? <laughs> a boot. Cautionary tale, though, the old Def Leppard on a cruise ship. Don't forget, mate, to put a little bit of that Boomtown era NJ Cody money away for later. <laughs> you could be doing a hysteria on the high seas. No, you just lose it's it. It's a Staffies then... and Frothies tour. <laughs> <laughs> Ship to LA, bus to Vegas with you on the microphone on the Greyhound. Yeah. <laughs> All for seven, mate. <laughs> oh, fuck. Anyway. Anyway, the goddamn incident. Let's get to it. Um, Nicole and Alexander Thompson. Far too common as names to find. Absolutely no chance. Rough. I, I know personally and Nikki Thompson. Lovely. But um, very, very common names. A blessing and a curse, really. If you want to start a business where people are looking at, looking at you on the internet to ask you to work for them, curse. If you want to be a dead shit in public, blessing. <laughs> Found quite a few... Alexander Thompson's cricketers, footballers, a, a VC winner, boring. Uh, Nicole Thompson's though, drink drivers. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's a uh, Nicole Thompson from the the uh, tranquil suburb of Brisbane called Bouval. Oh, yeah. Who um she got done for drink driving a full day after a binge. Nice. Like 24 hours after a binge, thousand bucks loss of license. Take care, party animals. What, what did she blow? She blew three times the limit. Fuck, 24 hours after her last drink. Yes. Oh, good effort. There's one who did more than that. There's there's another Nicole Thompson from New South Wales, which I thought this could be our Nicole off the flight. And she's the correct age exactly at 41 in 2020. And she's gone around and had some socially distanced lawn drinks with a friend. And then uh, then they got peckish. And Nicole... Went on a food run to Macca's at Engadine. Engadine? Yeah. Ah. Most famous McDonald's, <laughs> thanks to PM Scott Morrison. Did he or did he not shit his pants there after the Sharks won the Super League grand final? Well, the mural up on the wall right next to it would suggest <laughs> that he did. Um, <laughs> can of spray paint and a ladder. That's all we need to, to showcase Scott's guilt in shitting his trousers. I don't know why he wouldn't just say that. You'd be a hero in this country if you're the Prime Minister. He said, yeah, I shit myself. Had a big night. Everyone go, yeah, cool. <laughs> he's not the little nerd we thought he was. He's all right. Mate, he's big. Um, he came into the radio show. He's a tall unit. Is he? Yeah. I thought he'd be a little fella. But a Gumby one. But like an Unco one, no? Is he? Well, I don't know. We didn't do any ball drills. <laughs> I didn't hand pass a ball at his head. Well, he was turned around. So catch this. You tell by the way these big blokes are lumbering around if they're unco or not. Mm. Yeah, you don't want to get tall too early. I remember we had one of those kids, like a six foot fourer in year eight. Yeah. Couldn't dunk. Yeah. One of the most upsetting things I've ever seen. Why? 
Well, he's doing layups. He's fucking two inches from the rim. Oh, right. Just boom shaka luck of the fucking ball, mate. Yeah. But he just, he grew so, so fast, he just couldn't get off the ground, couldn't get lift. Oh, okay. So unco. It's, pro- it's probably better for you. I don't know if the stats are in. It's probably better for you to grow a bit late, isn't it? Or not? Yeah, well, definitely. What would be the science behind that? You got any idea? No, probably, I don't know, maybe it's a signals thing. You're just learning how your body works. If you get too big too fast, you're a bit like a newborn giraffe. Yeah. Slipping all over the joints. Vulnerable. Mm. Mm. It's, um, I don't know. You could always just get some Julians. Stats are in. Like you have. Don't worry about it. Anyway, so she's, she's gone down to Engadine Maccas. On her way, uh, Nicole has crashed into two parked cars. Oh, I can't be doing that. Including a Subaru Forester or Subaru for the Kiwis. Then um, a good Samaritan has stopped to see if she's okay. And she said, yeah, sure, but because she didn't have that multitasking thing I'm always hearing about, she let her foot off the brake when she was talking to this bloke and has hit his car as well. <laughs> oh, three in a row. <laughs> three. <laughs> yeah. Mate, you get three three smashed cars in one drive, you've hit the feature. Oh, that is a feature. She's She was ended up, she was five times the legal limit. 30K AUD. Don't know if a cheeseburger's going to fix that. No. I wonder if she still went and got the food. I always think that. You think, look, do people still eat when there's, like, the, you've got to take care of the initial problem. Like, if you're busting to go to the toilet and you witness a murder, you still got to go. Yeah. Gable Toasty, he still had to go and get his pizza when, um, <laughs> slice the super supreme. <laughs> when he had to step over the dead body and go get himself a pizza that time at the Gold Coast. He's still hungry. You can't deny that. Yeah. I want to know shit out. how maggot was her mate that Nicole's the one that was good to drive. Oh, she must have been <laughs> on the line. I like how they had to point out that they were they were being responsible with their social distancing beforehand. The front lawn drinking, never good. <laughs> <laughs> no insurance, void due to the booze. 30K AUD damage. Ooh. She said, Nicole said, she doesn't even know why she drove. She thinks it was to get to Engadine Maccas. Wow. Yeah, it was. That's what you told your friend. Um, you ne- anyway, you never, <laughs> you never want to be so maggot that you're driving. Why am I driving? Yeah. You never want to be thinking that. What's the point of all this? <laughs> you meant to have a destination in mind. You sometimes meet those blokes who, like, they'll get up in the morning and go, how did I get home last night? And then they see the car in the driveway. Oh. Like, that is, that's insane. I've got a mate like that. I've I've heard of it. I'm like, how did Nah, there's no way. Like I, I can't understand how you get to that and still have your car keys or be able to stand up and not remember that. That's why I prefer the drink ride because at least you're going to burn a bunch of that booze just getting home. Oh, you snap out of it immediately. Yeah. If you can get on, get up to a certain speed and remain steady, you're yeah. fine. <laughs> just don't stop. Um. Anyway, this Alexander and Nicole, though, they've gotten on a virgin plane of Vanuatu with their two small children. And one of them was crook. Kids are often sick, as you know. That's what they do best. Um, they took their four-year-old up to use the business class toilet. Then they wanted her to use it again not long after. And they were, the to- they were told the kid couldn't use it because a business class passenger was using it. Somehow, this caused a tantrum. Also, if you've got kids, just have a look. I don't want to tell people how to live, but there's a website called Seat Guru, right? 
have a look at the aircraft beforehand. If you're on a 737, your regular old plane, sit at the back with kids. First of all, it's generally where they lump the kids anyway, but also you're closer to the toilet. Yeah, right. If you're an economy, sit Is that in, the general advice? Yeah, 28, row 28 back. You're closer to the toilet. There's more kids down there. Yeah, that's the hack. Yeah. Get on it. I would have thought that's common sense. And the business class toilet, I think, is smaller on those planes. Really? Yeah, because you're right up, you're right up near the nose. Oh, okay. They always seem a little bit more cramped. Tapers out. Yeah, like an A-frame house. Mm. <laughs> um, even without the class issue, though, surely when someone else is using the toilet, most people take it as a given that you can't use it at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. That'd be mad. Like you and another bloke, myself and my son could use the toilet at the same time. Strictly number ones. Sword we fight. Don't. Yeah. But we could. Yeah. Cross cross swords. <laughs> Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, but toddlers. Have you done that? Have you done that with him yet? No. No, it's a shame. Haven't had to. <laughs> <laughs> if he's in there, I'll just go outside. Um, <laughs> toddlers, though, much less ones you don't know, I'd say a pretty bad move to go to the toilet at the same time as them. Mm-hmm. It's, it's weird. Anyway, it turned out they were frustrated because – their four-year-old daughter had diarrhea before Oof. the flight and they wanted to avoid her having a temper tantrum. Oh. Imagine that. Just tiptoeing around children just in case the little kings and queens get upset. What's happened there? I told you, it's one of my prouder moments in life. The other day, my son was acting like a bit of a shithead and uh, I was at work and he said to my wife, Luch, don't tell dad. It's only two and a half. Yeah. But he's already cottoned on to the fact that I'll verbally light him up. Yeah, good. If he acts like an arsehole. I was <laughs> like, oh, I've made it. I've made it. <laughs> I think he's run past and hit her in the back of the head playing around and then went, oh, sorry, Mum, don't tell Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. What's happened though? All kids have tantrums. You've got to get onto it early. Yeah. You, you tried telling someone else's kid or dog, for that matter, what to do. They just go crazy. It's made everyone else scared. I, I don't mind rousing on other kids. I don't give a shit. They're doing something stupid. I'll just tell them not to. And then their their parent will turn up and say, oh, don't tell my kid what to do. You go, well, he's about to have a turd on the slippery dip. I'll tell him what to do any fucking day of the week. We can have a fight if you want. Well, that's where we are now. <laughs> yeah, my son was playing with his mate at the park the other day. They both almost ran out onto the road and uh, – his mate's dad, great bloke, but was just saying his name at a respectful level. And I just yelled the, yo, hey, the bark, and they both shit themselves. Yeah. And I said, mate, you've got to give that a go. For sure. Works every time. If there's your kid and another one running onto a major arterial, yeah. you nearly now just have have to grab yours, let the other one go, go, sorry, I didn't mean to, <laughs> you know, fucking mansplain parenting to <laughs> someone, so I'll let him go. You cannot tell someone else what to do now. Everyone's right. Um, and this didn't help either. The staff capitulated and said, oh, yeah, okay, the kid can use the toilet. Then, like the first time, and then the, and then afterwards, they got what they wanted, so the kid could use the toilet after the other person finished. Then the couple kicked off for hours, rest of the flight, in fact. You get your way, stop your fucking whinging. Even toddlers know that. But these people didn't somehow. So initially, scared of their child having a tantrum on the plane for shitting herself, Ended up the parents had one for her. Oh, fucking idiots. Little, I mean, I know too. Look, little kids having tantrums, it'll put you on edge as a parent, must be said. Add to that, if you're already a bit of a fuckhead, you're going to fly off the handle, no question. But if you get your way, then keep moaning. That's enough for me. 
Like, I don't know. When I used to, like, serving people, I used to work at a shop and people used to stomp back in and say, look, you just sold me this. The shelf price was $5.50. You charge $5.95. You go, okay, sorry. Uh, that's what it scanned as in the till. Here's 45 cents. Then they go, yeah, because if I didn't check, you'd, you'd have gotten away with that. You could take 45 cents off everyone. Look, love, I've already apologized once. Yeah. I'm not fucking doing it again. You're not getting another one. <laughs> take your coins and your spew manny and get the fuck out of my sight. Yeah. I. <laughs> yeah, so I think we sorted it all out. When I said, sorry, that's the end. Yeah, that's all you're getting. I fixed it. Sorry. <laughs> Wasn't even a sarcastic sorry. Like you just do it genuinely. Yeah. Sort of short, you know, clipped, whatever. This is what you're getting. This is all you're getting. Fuck off, lady or bloke, but usually not. Um, so I, I, we've got to be able to get. I've got mates that are flight attendants, but they're fly, they're still flight attendants, so they won't. They can't come on because if we talk to them about stuff, they could get in trouble. But if you're a previous flight attendant, oh man, I think I've solved this. Yeah. I got a phone a bloke today who I met in Newcastle yeah. who works with ex flight attendants as uh I don't know, there's some sort of consultant mental thing. Yeah. He said it would get me some. <laughs> Sick. <Right>. All right. <laughs> Let's have him. Cuz I do love those stories. What was his name? Stephen whatever just told someone to fuck off and he released the slide. Yeah. Then he got in the movie. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's a, it's a it's a feel good story. The hit of the summer. Um, so these two, like 40 year olds, 40, continued carrying on for the rest of the flight. And the staff, they've swapped areas because you know how we, when you're dealing with a dickhead, you go, righto, I'll move, get someone else in here, fresh face. At least you'll settle the fuck down because you're associating my face with your tantrum somehow. <laughs> somehow, like sometimes though, one of a couple will be kicking off in public. And the other one just has to join in or they'll be in deep shit when they get home. Oh. You know, a bit of that. Like, why didn't you back me up? Well, because you've been a fuckwit. Oh, okay, cool. No, very aware, very rare to get away with the truth like that. You got to, I see this all the time, like with couples having to back the other one up because he's been a dickhead. One in all in. Yeah, grim. Not even their own people. Um, the fallout of this was, though, that magistrate Ms. Judith Daly, literally Judge Judy. Fuck yeah. Woo! <laughs> She's still going, by the way. I Judge know. Judy. It's mad. And she is ancient. Yeah. <laughs> she, how old is she now? She is. Be all of 80. Shineland. Judge Judy Shineland, 1942. Yeah. So she's 79. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Net worth, 450 million. Great. So CBS just raised her pay to a reported 60 million a season. Sick. Bump out nine seasons a year. Just for a show that is played to people sitting in a doctor's office yeah. or to people that smoke bongs on Centrelink. That's all that are watching that. That's a lot of content, though. There's a lot of hours of TV that she's produced. It's one of those ones, though, and good on her. She just works until she's dead. I mean, that's my method, but not because I've got 450 mil. Yeah, she's making 900 grand a US an episode. Wow. Pretty good. <laughs> to just hear dead shits talk about how one took the other one's Xbox controller. Yeah. 900 grand. <laughs> Fuck. I think the TV aspect of it, though, they all get, they have to sign a waiver and say, yeah, I'm going to act upset and shit, but they still get paid to be on it as a loser. Oh, okay. So 
you're pretty much not losing. You just go, yeah, the fight's over 500 bucks, but pay me 500 bucks and I'll lose that and just pretend I'm pissed off. But the TV production company paid me anyway. So whatever. 900 grand. <laughs> that's, that's pretty good. Surely the ads for Judge Judy aren't pulling in that much. Yeah, for sure. It's played everywhere. The rights for that would be massive. Yeah. Oh, they'd be killing. So, yeah, this Judge Judy, she said, pull your fucking heads in, you pair of losers. <laughs> and I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it is Queensland, so not outside the realm of possibility there. She, um, this Judge Judy, Judith Daly, she, she fined the pair $500 each and an extra $300 for Nicole for slapping an attendant on the arm. So there you go. Finally, a bit of progress. Hold on, though. We've had some where somebody's hit a flight attendant, sometimes only just like tackle them. Yep. And they're going in the clink. She's been charged 800 Yeah, I know. Well, women are getting more than men for once. Have that, the patriarchy. I reckon Alexander, <laughs> though, he'd just have to stump up an extra 150 Anyway, they share the extra 300 <laughs> There's no way that's getting home. The, the fucking lunacy of married couples having separate bank accounts, you just as well find the pair of them the same amount. Yeah. You know, you're all in on the tantrum. Now you're all in on the fine. You know what would be happening in the in the Cody household? A lot of chores for no money Yeah, for my kid. <laughs> You've cost me 1300 because you couldn't shit down the end of the plane, the back of the plane. Yeah. A lot of emptying the dishwasher and mowing the lawns. Oh, for sure. This, yeah. <laughs> until you pay off. $800 worth of grass. Yeah. That's all your teeth. Tooth fairy's not coming. That's all your teeth. That's <laughs> Yeah. Maybe a Christmas, couple of Easter's. Oh, it'd be five Christmases. Yeah. <laughs> Man, if your wife slams the family car into a Mercedes, you don't get to sit at home and think, well, thank goodness that wasn't me. That looks expensive. <laughs> or husband, whatever. If your partner does that, yeah. you're fucking both paying for it. No question. Yeah, my wife the other week came home and said, oh, shit, we... My mate and I went out to grab a coffee and we're in the parking spot for two minutes past the thing. We copped it. She said, we got an $80 fine. Oh, did we? And I said, okay. <laughs> well, we, okay. So what, you and your friend are paying 40 each? And Luch said, no. I said, we'll sort it. And I'm like, well, you just, I'm hearing we yeah. a lot. But uh, <laughs> I was on a fucking bike at home. Yeah. Better call <laughs> so, up the... Uh- the Vic Roads and tell them to take a few points off my license. You're in a lot of wee here. I didn't, didn't do anything. Either way, though, pretty, pretty, pretty much looking forward to when these kids grow up and start Googling their parents. Like it's not – that's going to happen so much with all of this shit. And mm. I, admittedly, I'm not really looking forward to that myself personally. But um, I've never had a tanty on a fucking plane or anywhere for that matter. Yeah, do you ever do you ever think about that stuff? Your kid, well, your kids are you're, they're old enough to see your shows. Yeah, They'll come and see your shows. Yeah, do you worry that their mates at school will find your clips, or you know, we've said something grim on here, all of a sudden you're in trouble? Oh no, I don't think so. I think it's my comedy and this is for adults. Not many kids will be listening to this, mm. and I don't know, man. Like they don't really they go to the French school, so yeah, no one there really gives a shit about me or comedy or anything. They don't really like comedy. No one's doing a TikTok dance to a heggy bit? No. <laughs> That's more you. You and, your, you and your dancing in the studio. Fuck off. At a radio station. Choreographed. Never. You and your mate Fev. Never. Doing the fucking Macarena. Never dancing. Never <laughs> dancing. There is a radio show that has one of our mates on it. Yep. Uh, 
They're doing TikTok videos. They're in their forties and fifties. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Makes you think, doesn't it? You you must have been asked to to do this shit dancing. After that twenty to one. Yeah. I'll never do anything like that again. The coy look back over the shoulder with one one leg raised. Yeah, that I did one. as a fucking joke, and the guy snapped it. Yeah. His camera was too fast. Now I'm a cunt forever. You can't joke around these people, mate. I know. I don't get it. No, I'm I'm very lucky. We've got a TV commercial. Thankfully, we just got to drive Dodgem cars. It was a bit of fun. But uh, they wanted us to dance, and I said, nah. I, did, I hadn't even signed the contract yet. I said, nah, not doing it. Great. And Luch, sometimes my wife just goes, why don't you budge? You go, if you give him a fucking inch. Yeah. Next thing you know. Absolutely. I'm at Carol's by candlelight in a costume doing something. <laughs> the compare. <laughs> Introducing some of the alumni from fucking Westboro Baptist College. <laughs> Kids up to sing. More famous than you somehow. <laughs> there they are. Silent nighters. Yuck. <laughs> Well, that brings us to the end of another episode of Mid-Flight Brawl. Heggy, what do you got coming up? Uh, oh, man, I'm scoping out and doing, uh, uh, recording my show in July, mid-July. Anyone in Sydney or around the area, it'll be the week of around the 13th. I haven't got the date locked right in yet, but tickets will be on sale within days, and I need a bit of a crowd to film two shows in a row. 13th of July? I think it's the 13th. Might be you know anywhere from the 12th to the 15th, around then. We'll get it up on the socials at Midflight Brawl on Instagram. Uh, thanks for everyone that supports us on the Patreon, midflightbrawl.com uh, or patreon.com slash midflightbrawl, sorry, for the Patreon. Uh, bonus episodes going up every fortnight. Thanks again. Heaps Normal helping us out. If you want to grab a slab, chuck in duty free. Yes. The promo code. Get yourself some free shipping of delicious non-alcoholic beer. I'm doing nothing. I'm waiting at home. I've got. Gigs at the end of the year, I'm back on the road with Dad Bod finishing the tour. Yeah, sick. Perth, I've sorted that out again. Because last time we went together, I just had to smell your farts in a hotel room for 48 hours, then fly to Sydney. No, we'll be right. We'll get there. But uh, you're in the drop zone well and truly, mate. Might happen any moment. So good luck. Could happen any fucking day now. There's a baby coming. And uh, my son is in his own room and he's not sleeping a lot. So... Yuck. I'll be crankier and looking older every day that passes. I remember that shit. No good. Because I think how it's meant to work anyway. Better you than me. No good. Yeah, you're out of it. (laughs) All right, mate. All right, mate. Take it easy. Copy later. See you next week. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 